to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. I was watching Thor 2 the other night, and Sean and I were just kind of bullshitting. We were iMessaging back and forth, and we got into this really weird conversation about remaking superhero movies and how DC wasn't making them edgy enough. So we were talking about, uh, what was the first thing you said, Sean? It was like... Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. We were talking about Fantastic Four and how um, it doesn't look like it's going to be good. And I was like, well, I get it. Like, if, if you're going to make the Human Torch black, make his sister black instead of making this overly complicated, like, there must be some sort of adoption story with why they're related. And Brian's I, that goes... That doesn't bother me at all. It, it's, it just seems weird to me to go that far. But Brian goes, oh, no, they're not even related at all. Uh. Which is worse. I'm like, wait a second. You can't make the Human Torch and Sue Storm not related. That's part of the main dynamic of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. So we started talking about like ridiculous kinds of premises for different for just changing movies. superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where Aquaman may or may not have lived in a pineapple under the sea rather than a castle <laughs> in Atlantis, and, and then, Aquilad and is a starfish. starfish. Yeah. Oh. Um, and we talked about also Bruce and Alfred being the new Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, that's right. And Spider-Man is actually an illegal immigrant from Mexico, and the Green Goblin is played by the entire state of Arizona. <laughs> Well, we, we got to be very careful now, I think, when we start to, to, to single <laughs> oh out a single God. state because we've, we've gotten some negative feedback yeah. regarding, regarding that. Obviously, I know. It was just funny. It was all in jest. We're not saying anything about the state of Arizona. I know plenty of people that live yeah. there, and they're all cool. The, the people in Arizona aren't racist. It's just the government that's racist. It's, that's mean. all. There yeah. Oh, uh, what did you say, Brian? Wonder Woman is a woman trying to make her way in a man's world of superheroes. But, but none the, of them the, fully respect her because she's a woman. Oh. Oh. Wait, wait. No, wait, wait, but that, but he was saying it ironically as like that's the, the like the state of affairs today. Right, right. I got it. I it's portray just, it's a very something sad, real like that. It's just a really sad, sad premise. And then of course I was an asshole and I went further and said Wonder Woman helps save everyone and everything and gets a pat on the back from Superman, Batman, and the rest of the Justice League, and she really, really feels like she's part of the team. Oh, and but she but still bakes them cupcakes afterwards because that's her fucking role. Oh, Sean. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. It gets better. <laughs> this Sean's reading from the text messages at this yeah, point. Yeah, it goes, it gets better. And Brian, what did you say? <laughs> it, said, it said, until you find out that she made the cupcakes that have kryptonite flour and Wayne parent ashes. Oh, <laughs> no. So she to gets them back. It. It's like, yeah, see, it's a, it's a good story where she gets hers in the end. All we right. we want to call it Diana Andronicus. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And by the way, the, the cupcakes comment is not how I feel personally. It I was know. Just this, be, because of how we were talking about how women in superhero movies generally get fucked over. Yep. That, mm -hmm. that, that was more likely than actually a, a real portrayal of a strong female superhero. Yeah. Mm. And it's Depressing. sad. It's Depressing. Depressing. It's going to be very interesting to see how that goes because, yeah, they they have yet to make a really strong, successful female superhero There's movie. a lot of talk about what's going to happen after Man of Steel 2 with Wonder Woman, and then there's also... A lot of people pushing extra, extra hard for Black Widow to get her own movie. Oh, my I think gosh, that Black yeah. Widow would be a great choice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, if they go back into her backstory, I, I mean, what we've already heard in the Avengers movie, I want to see a prequel. I want to see a pre-Avengers Black yeah. Widow story. I mean, it's sad because neither label, unfortunately, has a good track record. You know, yeah. yes, we have Catwoman in DC, but Marvel also has Elektra. 
right too right, right, so right. it's like and i don't know what it is is it the movies were badly written is it the audiences are having a hard time identifying with i it? don't think it's the audiences because um actually recent statistics have shown that it's not a big margin but 51 percent of movie going audiences are white females there nice. you go so suck on that folks yeah All right so <laughs> so it yeah it's been statistically proven also that Heavy, like, female-driven lead-led movies are not box office poison. Mm-hmm. In fact, they do they do just fine. They compete just as just as well as the yeah. other ones. Yeah, so, so it's just very, basically yeah. Sorry, I made a good point about that. The Oscars, mm-hmm. you know, that female-driven films can be successful in a global audience, and yeah. that you sh- you're not taking a risk yeah. by th- having a female-driven no. film or a female director. I think part of the problem, could, uh, and I feel like we're revisiting. The women on film uh, episode that we did. But I think part of it might be maybe there are just too many male writers in the room or something like mm, that. That sure. maybe it's not doing it justice. I'm it's, not I'm yeah, not really I, sure. What you're getting at is that the, the business is still, at least in the studio system, it's still pretty much a boys club. It's a little stuck. Yeah. yeah. Just one yeah, entourage. It it's getting better, but it's still stuck. And there's still that glass ceiling. Can we just clone Diablo Cody? And have her. Oh, like, yeah. Because she's amazing. Right. Yeah, we totally could do that. Only we clone her and we remove Jennifer's body from her yeah. brain. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer's body is definitely a, a guilty pleasure of mine. Sure. I mean, I have fun. I had fun watching that for sure. It, it's a guilty pleasure of yours, is it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Strange that you mention such things. <laughs> you don't say. Oh my God. <laughs> because on that note, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Roxina Berry. And I am Sean Moriarty. And he's not sorry yet. No. He is <laughs> no, yet. He's like, no, no, no. Not yet I apologized either. enough in the last episode for the next five episodes. <laughs> unapologetic. Like, I don't give a fuck about the cupcakes thing. <laughs> right. Or Arizona for that matter. Right. No, exactly. fuck you, cupcakes in Arizona. I'm getting uh. that tattooed in old English on my chest today. <laughs> So that one carries cupcakes that's in Arizona. You have it out for you. Yeah, right. Well, there you <laughs> Actually, go. I don't even think they're in Arizona. Uh, who knows? I can't wait for the heat. Whatever cupcakery is in Phoenix <laughs> is cupcakery at this point. Can you ask Siri that? Can you be like, find the nearest cupcakery? She'll probably be like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you I think, talking I think about? Alan's been rubbing off on me yeah. a little bit. Cupcakery. Good I love lord. Cupcakery. <laughs> but uh, so tonight's topic, because we had so much fun talking about underrated movies last time, and I think Roxy was segueing so nicely into it. <laughs> I done good. <laughs> tonight's episode is all about. Guilty. Our guilty pleasure measures. Guilty, guilty, guilty. guilty. Measures. And at first I misunderstood because I wrote a, I had a whole list of movies I jerked off to when I was 12. And I thought that that was what we meant. Like, We're not talking about spare fake game, material. Cindy Crawford, check. Species, check. <laughs> anyway. Are we going to be using the wheel tonight, guys? I don't we think we're using the wheel tonight. I no, think the wheel, just, I think, is he's, in rehab. He's retired. <laughs> he's retired. The wheel, so the wheel is uh, not here for sure. I'll tell you that. Uh, right, okay. Well. So I think basically okay, the this wheel's is... here. <laughs> oh, God. The wheel stayed over last night. It Zip. did, didn't it? <laughs> I know. And you keep telling me to just end it and the wheel doesn't really care about me and he treats me like shit. But I can't. It's like I'm addicted and I don't know what to do. I hope you threw the Have some self respect, Sean. Yes. All right, all right, all right. You're Codependency right. Good is enough. not okay. Smart hey, Sean. enough and doggone it. People like me. I, just, I, 
Sean, I just need to know, did you throw the liver pieces away? Oh. You don't just throw away good meat like that. <laughs> Dear God. Ew. <laughs> I made liverwurst out of it. Oh, And God. put it on some crackers. No. Ew. <laughs> Well, as long as you're the only one eating them, I guess that's okay. Wait, what are you guys talking about? No, Remember I gave them said to that people he that came over. L- two pieces tray. of liver to the wheel just so he could kind of have, have some like lips. lips oh, what? Where was this conversation? It in was the, in last the last episode. episode. You were there. Uh, I think I, I think I was probably blanked out. that out. <laughs> I was like overwhelmed by what we were talking about <laughs> yes. last time. Selective memory. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Coping <laughs> mechanisms. And that was the wheel bit. Perfect. Right. <laughs> uh, it's like Looney Tunes. But How did perverts. you pull that up so fast while I was saying that, Brian? That was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Anyway, so what is really frightening about this episode is I think <laughs> frightening. We're getting be, into a little bit of our psyche. It's we'll, like you're going to think of us all differently after having <laughs> heard Once you what hear our, this, you cannot unhear this. Exactly. This is never going back. Exactly. Guys, we're we are going to be. Burying our souls <laughs> to you. Please do not judge us. Yeah. So I will not kick this off. I'm no. a little afraid. So I'm going to let somebody else kick it off. Oh, it's fine. I, it I, off. I've, I've got no fear. Mine is a classic in oh. my, my regard. I don't well. know what everyone else's problem is. Um, but let me ask you guys, in what movie do you see the likes of Dolph Lundgren and Rocky Courtney Ford. Co- Hang on. I'm not finished yet. And Courtney okay. Cox. Ah, Rocky Sherican. Seven. Uh-uh. <laughs> Is this Masters of the Universe? Masters oh, of the Universe. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, I, I'll admit I've never seen it, and I had no idea that Courtney Cox was in it, but I <laughs> knew you were going to do this movie. What so, a gem. <laughs> oh. Is she really in this movie? This movie is cremazing. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's my word for craptacular and amazing. It's, it's, it's a double contraction. There you go. Cremazing. So this movie was made in 1987. Director was Gary Goddard from such other illustrious films as uh, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, Tarzan the Ape Man, which which he wrote. Um, but he's actually done a couple of other like ride-based movies, like the movies that they shoot for when you do a ride at a theme park. Mm-hmm. He did Star Trek The Experience. Ooh. And he also wow. did he also did T2 3D. What? He, he didn't direct it. <laughs> I was like, led to believe that James Cameron did that did. even for the ride. That's why I paid for the ticket. James Cameron. <laughs> so is an outrage. For the record, James Cameron did direct it, but he wrote and produced the, the T2 3D All segment right, of it. I guess he loves doing ride movies because he also did the Jurassic Park, the ride pre-show video. Really? Yeah, he was a supervising producer on that. and So he was just basically hired by Universal Studios to make hmm. all their shit. Yeah. Sweet. Exactly, and then Star Trek He's like the a contract, yeah, ride movie maker. Well, Star Trek: The Experience was at one of the casinos in. Um, oh, that, in, yeah, that was in, in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was Vegas or if it was one of the places in like um, in like Reno. Or I'm pretty Tahoe. sure it was in Vegas because I. Went How do we it. get that job? Well, let's make movies for rides. <laughs> um, his directorial <laughs> credits, I will say, other than Masters of the Universe and Jurassic Park: The Ride pre-show video. Uh, include Poseidon's Fury, which was a short film, another short film called Hershey's Really Big 3D Show, and another short film, Depot's... Wait, under- wait, 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 I'm sorry. Hershey's Really Big 3D Show? I love it. That sounds it like a porn, movie right? that Sean makes. <laughs> and then Depot's... It's on the list, it is, you're right. And then uh, Depot's Undersea 3D One. So again, this guy just shoots attraction videos, apparently. That's what he's really, really good at. And probably because he made this movie Masters of the Universe. <laughs> 
which uh, for those who don't know um, about He-Man, um, where have you been? <laughs> we are like the children of the 80s. If you don't know about right. He-Man... Uh, you should go kill yourself. Um, oh! <laughs> Aggression. I love you, Brian. <laughs> Somebody's been hanging out with that, Sean is, too is much. A bit. Is that a bit too aggro? Is it's it? a little bit too aggro. Teensy bit, yeah. It's staying in. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, so... He-Man tells the epic story of Prince Adam, who can summon the power of Grayskull and turn ah, into Ah, but this. we never see him as Prince Adam in the movie. They like, completely true. get rid of that whole that is true. story. And, and they totally get rid of his tiger uh, that he And yeah, too. no, Battle Cat. Battle Cat, show some respect, you. first Battle of all. Cat. Second of Sorry. all, it's an abomination that they left out Battle Cat. <laughs> okay, but to Battle be fair, Cat. they have other characters. Man-at-Arms is there. Gwyndlore is there. Teela is there. Evelyn is there. So and of course Skeletor, Skeletor. You can't not make He Man and not have Skeletor mm-hmm. in it. Awesome performance by Frank Langella and that amazing nice. performance. And oh my god, have we got so, so many movie quotes that you shouldn't say during oh, sex. Oh, I'm gonna find from this movie. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys uh, are so excited. <laughs> um, so anyway, the prince. Tur- Let me give you the the official synopsis that is given with the film. A prince turned warrior named He Man battles against the Dark Lord Skeletor on the planet Eternia. Which is all true. Uh, He-Man and his comrades arrive on Earth and discover two teenage lovers to find their magical cosmic key. Which is this this key that this adventure, this little dwarf-like character uh-huh. uh, named uh, Gwildor. Gwildor. Has uh, invented. And it's this harmonic... Played by Billy Barty, by the way. Yes. Wow. And, it's, and it plays this whole, uh, like melody that apparently opens up a, a portal through the universe. What I wonder... Exactly. burned into my brain. And so anyway, um, when it's happening, He-Man is friends with a sorceress, a good sorceress, uh-huh. who gets captured by Skeletor. Skeletor is keeping her prisoner and draining her power. Uh-huh. And so basically the cosmic key gets lost in this portal uh, He-Man and his uh, cadre of adventurers have to go through time and space to get it back in order to stop Skeletor. So they end up going to Earth circa 1987. Nice. And uh, finding Julie Winston, played by none other than Courtney Cox. <laughs> and her bangs. Who is this girl with the tortured past because her parents died in a car accident and she just wants to get out of town. She wants. She just wants to leave everything behind. Brian, her parents were killed in a plane crash. I'd like to correct you on that. Fine. <laughs> Sorry. It was a plane crash. It be a an vehicle <laughs> accident. Vehicular accident. They were killed in a vehicular... Ve- a vehicular. <laughs> George W. Bush says vehicular. Nuclear. <laughs> yes, that was, it was a nuclear vehicle they were driving. Vehicular. Nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. So anyway, they... Uh, oh, so, they okay. so they're dead. Okay, <laughs> so they're dead. So they're dead. And uh, basically, these monster characters come back and attack Courtney Cox... Um, and He-Man comes and rescues her, and then they band together, and to make a long story short, uh, He-Man saves the day. Um, and while it has been a little while since I've seen this movie, I didn't rewatch it to, for this episode, because I've seen it so many times. Sure. Um, case in point, in the middle of the, of the, of the second act, uh, it, they, they have to figure out a way to get back to Eternia, and it all comes back to the Cosmic Key, mm-hmm. and the uh, Cosmic Key, they're like, they're, they're trying to remember, wait, the, the... The sequence is out of place. I don't remember what the, the the keys were just to play it. And thankfully, her boyfriend, having perfect pitch and being a musician, <laughs> oh, remembers the melody and of goes. Of course. Like yes. you know, he he's able to whis- whistle the. Uh, Who plays the boyfriend? I like your attempt at whistling there. That was really cute. I, yeah, I can't whistle job. on cue. I can do it with practice. Who plays the boyfriend? I'm looking it up right now. 
Is it Steve from Full House? It's not Steve from Full House. Damn. No. He would make an excellent... Um, Wouldn't he, though? He would, totally. I think we should play a clip from this movie. Go ahead. Please do. You guys want to hear it? It's the end. It's one of the, it's the best part. I want to hear it. I think it was Kevin Corrigan is the guy. Uh, I don't care. Or is it Robert Duncan McNeil is the actor? Kevin Corrigan was the name of the, uh, the boyfriend. All right. Here we go. No! Stand between me and my destiny! But I will. I told you it was always between us. Oh, I ache to smash you out of existence. To drive your cursed face from my memory forever! Yes! Let this be our final battle! Oh, God, and then that's just when it's the most... Ridiculous <laughs> battle. Wait, by the way, Skeletor, for no reason, it has a costume that makes him into a giant golden skull-themed chandelier. Oh, <laughs> because he, um, because he, he, Skeletor, um, who is a walking, talking skeleton, if he hadn't figured out by the name, um, uh, is, is yeah, a dark sorcerer uh, who, because he's drained all the, the good sorceresses, his power gets this, like he said, costume that makes him look like an even bigger golden skeleton. Yeah, uh, and then. Then he gets in this huge duel with He-Man, and He-Man, again, he harnesses the power of Grayskull and says, I have the power, and <laughs> vanquishes Skeletor. And it's it's full of so much, like, when they're on a tourney, it's, so, it's bad, like, high language, where they make it sound really melodramatic, and it's, the, the actors chew so much scenery, though, that it's it's <laughs> it's worth watching. It's, it's like, it is. It's, but imagine, like, Star Wars if it was perverted by, like, uh, Conan. Wow, the that's a exactly what it is. Yeah. Thank you. Even down to like the theme is teams very much of wow. of John Williams Star Wars. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's true. And jo- and Frank Langella, even though he hams it up for this movie, uh-huh. he still does great. Okay. Like listen to his deep grovelly. Like yeah, he's yeah. a total total villain. He's total a good actor. Over the top villain. Yeah. Okay, so Brian, let me ask you, why is this your guilty pleasure? Well, so first of all, I googled guilty pleasures and like <laughs> I feel like mine would be first off. I knew it before even having to Google it. Good. But then I also looked up a list of top 25 guilty pleasures, and this was number, I think IGN. That was the IGN one. Yes, yes. the IGN and, article, right. And this came up number six. Nice. Like, Hell yeah, I have amazing bad taste in movies <laughs> for guilty pleasures. It's just, it's because it's got a piece of childhood in it. It's it's totally campy at times. It's got decent action, and it yeah. is so blatantly 1980s, it's not even funny. <laughs> like a blind person could see that it was 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> If, if it wasn't for the no the music and it's the true other elements. they would be in the theater sure. and they go I can hear Dolph Lundgren's mullet <laughs> I can hear it or or the fact that like you know any guy who's muscular is like putting on like they put way too much oil on him just I was gonna to, say they're probably very oily aren't they exactly they glisten very, mm-hmm. very like he could literally hop into a WWF ring at this point because it was still right WWF <laughs> I thought it was point. so Skeletor could never catch him just like try to wrap him up and literally he would just slip right out like his Whoop. fingers. <laughs> You'll never catch That's me. Hilarious. Yeah, you'll never catch me. <laughs> you can't get me. Um, okay, well, Brian, are you are you are you good then? I'm good. I'm. I, right, I think yeah. I've said all I need to say. Because cool, you need to go see this movie, guys, <laughs> and know that you're in for I own a, a crap it. fest. But it, you're gonna enjoy the crap out of this crap fest. Yes, you will. I, I might bring it with me to California so we could all watch it. Please, That'd be sick. 
bring it. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Okay, well, well speaking of the IGN article, um, what happens to be featured as the number one... <laughs> number one. Featured uh, guilty pleasure on that list is my pick for tonight's discussion, and that is Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> so you decided not to go oh. with Bring It On, but you went with I could with talk Deep- about Bring It On, but Deep Blue Sea has <laughs> Can I just say something for a second? impact on me. Yes. When the premise is scientists are trying to use sharks <laughs> to cure Alzheimer's disease. I know. You I know, know you're in for something special. <laughs> it is. And, and it's just of a course, superstar Saffron Burroughs. Oh. Is in that movie. Wow. Of such illustrious movies as Wing Commander. Wing Commander. <laughs> How can With you Freddie not Prince love Jr. this movie? <laughs> it's, this is classic creature feature. The year is 1999. Oh. <laughs> Before Sam Sharks Jackson can before swim Sam backwards. Jackson. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is pissed. And Samuel, I'm like, let's see, what was going on in 1999? I'm pretty sure we were all still running on a Britney Spears high. Yeah, <laughs> we were still we were still getting over the fact that President Clinton. I was had a at DJ. a sleepover. Yeah, at my friend's house. I was 10 years old, <laughs> and we were watching the movie on uh, on the TV. And I remember on the TV. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. That's cool. (laughs) I remember being so terrified of this movie. Oh, my God. That us going to sleep that night. But did you think a shark was going to get you? So I thought my sleeping bag was a shark. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard sharks in the pool, which is ridiculous. I've heard sharks in the toilet. But never have I ever thought of sharks. My sleeping bag is a shark. It has zippers, have teeth. Sharks have teeth. I rest my case. <laughs> I was too afraid to put my feet in my sleeping bag because oh I was just picturing this snakes me. sleeping bag of uh, Samuel L. Jackson when he's giving his big monologue in the the tank, and the shark ju- jumps out of nowhere and just swallows him whole. Oh, which it's is so that, great. That scene is cited as one of, like, yeah. one of the greatest scares of all Absolutely. time in movie history. Well, for the record, I've slept inside of, of shark. Dead shark. What? And <laughs> with, with, when you remove the teeth, it's actually quite cozy. Oh, God. Oh, stop. my God. That is a complete lie. Brian always sleeps inside his defeated foes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like how Sarah and I wear the blood of our enemies think, as our foundation. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely we do. People think you have to eat your enemy. No, no, no. Sleep inside them. And that... that that does wonders. Which has several oh, different man. meanings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if all the hookers I've strangled have anything to say about it. Oh, my oh, God. Okay, well, here was, here's the thing. I'm sure Jack pretty much everyone here. has seen Deep Blue Sea, so I don't need to go into specifics. I hope they have. I I have. You, We're you all awaiting the sequel that's just about so. the bird and LL Cool J. <laughs> I just want to see them on the road after the movie, what they're doing. You guys, there's a music video from the movie, <laughs> and it's an LL Cool J song. Sean, can you play this when we... Yes, hold okay. on. Okay, no, I actually have it right now. Can you I... do? Yeah, can I play it? Yeah, play it, into the, play it into the microphone so I can hear it. Okay, so this is the music from the movie. Um, it's an LL Cool J music video. It's called Deepest Bluest. Um, <laughs> 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 the deepest and the deepest. bluest deepest. of deepest. all deepest the scenes. <laughs> also the name of the avatar porn I have. Oh. My head is like a shark. Yeah. Deepest blue is my head is like a shark. Deepest blue is my head is like a shark. Deepest blue is my head is like a shark. Deepest blue is my head is like a shark. 
I'm fucking rocking out over here. <laughs> Why are there synchronized swimmers in this video? And an orchestra by the pool. Oh my god! Oh god, this is so bad. Dude, girls, Jesus. get out of the pool. There's a shark in there. <laughs> okay, I've got the best like ending for this. This is ridiculous. Oh my god. I like how they're splicing in scenes. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stop this because this is just too much. so bad. You gotta stop it. But you what? know what? I'm pretty sure rappers have some sort of contract. They're like, any movie I act in, you have to do a song on that. Oh, album. man. Folks, if you want to get Deepest Bluest, it is available on Warner Brothers Records. <laughs> How much you want to bet that? The, the writer of the... I mean, yes, I'm sure there was an And actual... downloaded. Thank you, 4G. It's on my phone now. <laughs> nice! <laughs> I was just going to say, how likely That's Roxy's it... ringtone now. Oh, yeah, forever. <laughs> Deep as blue as... <laughs> Deep as blue as my head is like a shock fan. <laughs> That's my mom calling. <laughs> um, how much you want to bet that that was written by, like, a production assistant? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was oh. like, we don't have a song for the soundtrack, so you're the intern... And we should do our be- own music video about this, and it's just Roxy being chased by a sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> a sleeping bag shark. <laughs> oh, my God. God damn it, Sean. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my God. This is so... It's so... It's just... Everything about it is terrible. <laughs> so, so let's go through the premise again. Um, <laughs> we should talk about the movie. Basically, Saffron Burroughs is a doctor, and this is an aquatic facility <laughs> called... Um, What's the place called? Deepest Bluest. Aquatica. <laughs> Aquatica. Aquatica. <laughs> they work in Aquatica, a remote It's called The Life submarine. Aquatic with LL Cool J. <laughs> <laughs> they created the role of for Samuel L. Jackson because he didn't want to play LL Cool J's part. He, they, his management didn't want him to play a chef, so they created the doctor role for nice. Samuel L. Jackson. Nice. He was like, I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> but it's cool because you that little cool the has day, a- though, if you I were know. in that part. That's hilarious. They're like, all right, fine. We'll give you another character, but you're gonna get eaten in half <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson gets his, yeah. But L. Coulter has the coolest scene at the end when he finally gets with the shark, right? And just takes the cross on his necklace and just jams it into the eyeball of the shark, oh. just completely <laughs> just destroying it. Yeah. And you're just cheering and so fucking happy and you're never going to swim in a pool by yourself ever again. Right. Because, <laughs> because pools of are loaded with sharks. That was me as a kid. That's I was like, the moral by the way, of the story. Not only are sleeping bags dangerous, but the deep end of any pool is always where a shark is. <laughs> like, Sharks that was... actually lie in the sun shadows. Exactly. In the pool. <laughs> <laughs> by myself for years oh, because of this movie. Roxy. <laughs> you go like, into the dark that. part of the pool, you're screwed. At, that's a real saying. like terror for kids. They always think the dark part is yep. the, the unknown, right? And that yeah. Was so one if of my you were fears. ever playing like, hey, let's get the let's dive for the quarters. The quarter uh-huh. goes in the dark part. You're like, that's never ever getting out of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's in the abyss. <laughs> so Deep Blue Sea definitely, I think, planted that seed for a lot of people. Oh, <laughs> because the last moment is Thomas Jane sticking his feet in the water, mm-hmm. and you see him like 
okay, I'm gonna take my feet out of this because uh, I'm sick of motherfucking sharks. Like, yeah, yeah. You see his face, and he's just so over everything. He's gonna go get a d- job on dry land for, for the rest of his life. You know. Never mind that the chlorine inside of the swimming pool would kill a shark. Well, there's exactly. that too. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically the entire movie is this group of survivors trying to escape these genetically enhanced sharks. And um, it's like un- all underwater too. So you're yeah, the sharks that are smart enough to flood yeah. each level as they move up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, Michael Rappaport has a really great part in this too because he's, he's so like, great in everything because he's always just like, "Hey, I'm Michael Rappaport, <laughs> and uh, I'm a little, you know, worried about what's happening here, but I act like the same exact dude every time." <laughs> Go watch True Romance, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I got nothing here. I got fucking Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the same guy in true romance but in the ocean like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much right pretty much yeah and i fucking love this movie because it just brings me back to my childhood again over that funny little phobia i had that one funny little sleepover experience it's just Brings back a lot of funny memories for me, and it's just so deliciously bad that you love it. You yeah, know? <laughs> you yeah. can't help but I think love. We need to experience Samuel L. Jackson getting eaten. Yes, that scared the shit out of me. That no, scene was on. so well done. Yeah. Oh my, because you had right. no idea. Right. Swore that we said it was the snow killed the other two, but it wasn't. <laughs> Nature can be lethal, but it doesn't hold a candle. Now you've seen how bad things can get and how quick they can get that way. Well, they can get a whole lot worse. So we're not going to fight anymore. (laughs) We're going to pull together and we're going to find a way to get out of here. (laughs) First, we're going to seal off this. Ah! He's done. (laughs) Oh, it's so great. I gotta go to my happy place right now. He's just like, (laughs) I'm so surprised at whatever's happening over there. I know it's gonna be CGI later, but right now I'm trying to react to nothing. (laughs) Oh my god! All right, that is my. (laughs) I love Uh, it. We are not gonna fight anymore. (laughs) Chomp. (laughs) Chomp. So I think I made a good call talking about Deep Blue Sea versus. Bring it on. I mean, bring it on is a classic, but Deep Blue Sea has Samuel L. Jackson getting eaten by a shark. I mean, and there are equally (laughs) as craptacular creature features. We talked about them, plenty of them in in our Halloween episodes. Uh, The Anaconda DeVita. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was a good one. That was a great Uh, one. Choke on it like it's John Voight. (laughs) Sean, it was like one of the worst things you've ever said, in my opinion, at least. Oh, man, Jesus. In that once you cough it up, it will wink at you. <laughs> oh. Just like John Foyt. Oh, God. Oh, okay. okay. All right, Sean, go in it then. All right, so if you know anything about my brother and I, we have a Batman problem. Yeah, yeah a little bit. It's a little bit. And uh, <laughs> though we will openly judge many installments in the Batman series, mm-hmm. we still own all of it. Well, you have to. Every if you're a single fan. one. Uh huh. You wouldn't be Even much of a nerd if you one. didn't have it. 
We do own every single one. I don't know. You know what? I don't know if I want to do this anymore. No, Sean. You know what? Sean, just own it, okay? I don't want... All right. You're among friends here. I saw a video of Will Wheaton talking to a little girl about, you know, being bullied as a nerd, and he said some really, you know, positive things about, if you're a nerd, seek to understand why people would bully you. You know, share your interests. It's okay to be a nerd. You're right. Just just own it. with having special interests. Thank you, Will Wheaton. I appreciate it. (laughs) All of that. That all being right, said, just Sean, just, just say talk it. about Batman. It's I okay. love Batman and Robin. Oh! Oh! You and idiot. I hate it as much as I love it too. But <laughs> I I own it, and it's so terrible. Oh. Although the more I watch it, the more I make these excuses to myself. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in a place right now where I'm like, God, this is not the Batman movie we needed or that we deserved at that time, <laughs> folks. You need to wait no fewer than 30 seconds into this movie before you realize what you're in for. Uh-huh. The moment you see the butt shots of Batman and Robin as they're suiting up. Oh, I gotta watch And this. you get to Batman and Robin waiting and the Batmobile comes up in this big, impressive, dramatic moment. And then you hear him say, you hear Robin say, I want a car. <laughs> Chicks take a car. And then Batman says, this is, this why, is Superman why Superman works, works alone. alone. And we all in the audience oh. said, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. But I still watch this. I was watching this right before we recorded. Again, even I do, though I watched it last week when we started this conversation. <laughs> oh, no. I do, I, do, I do appreciate, though, the, the wraparound to the uh, the second movie, or the third movie, where Alfred says, do try to bring this one back in one piece, sir. <laughs> um, so who's the Batman in this one? George Clooney. Wow. Does his neck move in this? Is he allowed to turn his head? No. See? Yeah. See? That's a problem. Yeah, his neck does not move, but he can skate, apparently. Well, yeah, barely. that's right, because they kick their legs and hockey skates pop out. Yeah. Because when you're dealing <laughs> with a 90s. priceless diamond that's the size of a baseball, of course you want to play hockey with it. That's, <laughs> right. that's exactly. the natural instinct that everyone yeah. Of course. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a tough material. It can handle it. The Iceman cometh. Oh, oh my God, the God. puns. Freeze. If anybody out there has never typed in Mr. Freeze puns, <laughs> into YouTube and watch the minute-long video of all of his puns strung it's together. It's just so this bad. So I'm afraid great. that my condition has left me cold to your pleads of mercy. Oh. <laughs> chill. At one point, he comes in and he's like saying chill to like yes. 10 different people. Yes. He's like, chill. <laughs> chill. <laughs> chill. <laughs> chill. But it's like just the, freezing but it's, people. But honestly, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's best commodity is his accent, <laughs> so why not? He's all. It was like, let's take all the one-liners he's had in every movie and make them freeze related and put them in this movie yeah. and make him walk around in a 150 exactly. pound metal suit it's exactly. true <laughs> it was it was a actually it was 150 pounds it was made from aluminum <laughs> and first for the record the batman outfits uh, depending on which batman suit you were you were wearing uh was 50 to 90 pounds wow. Jeez. the robin and batgirl outfits were 50 pounds of rubber uh, the Clooney outfit was 50 pounds for the suit, but the cape was 40 pounds. Yep. How they and able okay, to move, so I have no idea. This movie is god-awful, <laughs> the general consensus is. But after years of research, <laughs> I have concluded that if you see this... First of all, just to think about how much of a departure it is from Tim Burton's Batmans, and it only took like one in-between movie for it to go from like, it's pretty fucking dark. And, and now it was just like, yeah. it was an updated version of the 60s television show. Yeah. Pretty much. That's, 100%. that's more accurate. Yeah, exactly. And Bane. Please, why Bane? Oh, oh no. What they did to him? He was just like a green oh, goblin juicer, juice head. Enough he, monkey he was, business, Bane. Yeah, you have yeah. to get to work. 
monkey work. Ay, ay, ay. So bad. I know. I, Even trying to be bad, it's still bad, but I still... I just so love the story on. of how Harry Knowles of Ain't It Cool News was partially, like, partially responsible for why that movie was such a box office flop. It was a disaster. It cost, like, what, $125 million to make and grossed $107 million? Yeah, it Superhero was... movies usually make their money back in opening weekend alone. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But not this one, no? no? Or within the first month, yeah. But yeah. it's... So, for those who are interested in the premise of this movie... The premise is actually interesting because it has one strong suit that nobody talks about. Two strong suits, I would say. Two. One, they actually... It's the first one. It takes them four movies to actually give Alfred some character development. Okay. That's true. Two... L. McPherson's tour de force in this movie. Really? No, I'm kidding. That's Sean? What? <laughs> no, come on. Wah, wah. So, the, so yes, you have the fact that Alfred is coming down with an unknown illness, Aww. and he's frail. And that- McGregor syndrome. McGregor, yes, I know. I was getting to that. But also, <laughs> but also the Paul Dini origin of Mr. Freeze. Paul Dini, the guy who did the uh, Batman the Animated Series, ah. was the guy who gave Mr. Freeze, who was already kind of a hokey character, more of a valid origin. Okay. Uh, of course, it's campified by this movie, but the whole idea is that Victor Freeze's wife... Mm-hmm. Also had the same McGregor syndrome, and he right. was freezing her cryogenically so that he could slow down the progression of the disease while he could work on a cure. It's always a lost loved one backstory, isn't yeah. it? Exactly, and through a, a horrible lab accident, unlike the TV show where he is frozen by mobsters, mm-hmm. uh, he gets electrocuted and falls into his own liquids, and yeah. the chemical process causes <sighs> him to only survive under. It's like Doc Ock in Spider Man. Exactly, same mm-hmm. same kind of evil scientist experiment gone wrong uh, trope that goes through there. So that's why. Mr. Freeze is stealing diamonds so he can make this giant, uh, you know, ice cannon so he can freeze Gotham City so he can get ransom to get the cure. Wait a second. Now, what part of this part of the movie is good again? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good question, Sean. Yeah. The the backstory for Mr. Freeze is what I'm trying to say. And of course, drives his internal need to make bad puns. Oh. Yeah, well, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I am in so much pain. I will put others through the same pain, if not by freezing, <laughs> then by bad puns. Oh, <laughs> my God. By the way, Eric probably loves this movie, too. Just for the pun content. For the puns alone, exactly. I know. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Yes. Um, and, and But beyond Mr. Freeze, you have... Poison Ivy too. Yeah, Poison Ooh, Ivy. Uma no, she is Uma Thurman is terrible. Oh, Uma Thurman. That's sorry. the one thing I will never ever like. Her I'll never back down from that. Uma Thurman. No, yeah. It was not ruined. Definitely part not of this great. Movie. She didn't even need to be in this movie. Yeah. Like no. technically, you could have left her out completely, yeah. and it would have done Bane. fine. And Bane, and it would have done fine just with Mr. Freeze as sure. a bad guy. But oh no, 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 no. We have to. You, you have know, to have another one. We <laughs> have to have not one form of intrusion, but two. Two. Mm-hmm. To uh, deal with Batman and Robin's, you know, burgeoning partnership and mm-hmm. cause conflict. How they don't, yeah. That was and another sub-story. Robin trust. thinks that Batman doesn't trust him. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. And what, the thing with the fucking rubber lips to like... <gasps> oh, uh, rubber lips to, are immune to your charms. I uh, know, <laughs> to prevent <laughs> the poison kiss. And just when things don't get more convoluted, who should show up at the door on Wayne Manor one day? Gee, who, Brian? <laughs> Cher <laughs> from Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, Uncle Alicia. Alfred. God, so, Peta's here. She, she's from England, apparently, yet she has a totally American accent. Um, she has Barbara Wilson. Now, when I said what, not Barbara Gordon. Barbara. Yeah, I know. It should be yeah. Barbara fucking Gordon. So they, they rewrote the script so that instead of Barbara Gordon's daughter being, or Barbara Gordon, Commissioner Gordon's daughter being, daughter of Commissioner Gordon. being a Batgirl, it is, in fact, Alfred's apparently long-lost niece. Sure it is. Yep. 
Super, super. Who knows her uncle so well, but seems to think he is like a subjugated slave to the Waynes. She's like, I'm taking my uncle out of here. You treat him like shit. And you're like, and then Robin's like, you bitch, you don't know shit, do you? And, and apparently she's a computer whiz. So she's smart enough to be able to hack into Alfred's computer and uh, basically figure out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah. Um, and hack into the Batcave and all that stuff. So apparently they've kind of, they went a little Oracle with her too, which is Barbara Gordon's later persona. Yep. After yep. she gets right. paralyzed. I love how she's portrayed in the comic books. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, like, she's great. As, she's Batgirl's awesome. Yeah. And the fact that she's back as Batgirl mm-hmm. in the comic books is even better. Yeah. Like, long needed return but as we said before the kind of awesome character development and strong character of Batgirl in the comics you're not going to see that in film unless there's some changes well so Mm -hmm. the thing about Batgirl's origin in the comics which is so much more engaging Mm -hmm. is that she the whole premise is that Barbara Gordon is going to a costume party as a female version of Batman nice and when Bruce Wayne is there Bruce Wayne because he can't be Batman, gets terrorized by this villain called the Killer Moth. Well, he can't be Batman, otherwise people will give away his identity. He can't fight him off. But Barbara Gordon beats his ass down, and everyone thinks, who's this, another Bat personality? And then, oh, it's Batgirl. And so by public, you know, anointing, basically, she becomes Batgirl. And and superhero, yeah. Exactly. And she's always made her own way. You know, she's always been fighting and doing her own thing. And this one... It just fell so flat because, first of all, like Alfred decides, oh, I took the liberty of making your own costume. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had a costume fitted to you, even though I haven't seen you in years, and there's no way I would have your measurements. I know <laughs> yeah. your body. Unless I, I was some creepy stalker uncle. Oh, and don't forget, the black eye makeup is always in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's a never ending her... supply of black eye makeup. Oh. And, and cold cream because and how do you think they look so great the next day? Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't even give her the cowl. They gave yeah. her a stupid They gave her her stupid hair. Oh, man. I know. And it's like, oh, no, I totally can't tell it's you. Just so like why? with Robin, I'm like, oh, no, your haircut, your eyes, and your sideburns are exactly the same. You took your earring out. Way to go, buddy. I can't <laughs> tell who you are. So and let's focus on why we love this movie. Then. <laughs> this Sorry. is why. Because it's so bad that you can just sit there and marvel at how bad it is and just laugh. Oh my like God. watching epic fails, like one of Hollywood's most epic fails. And or maybe it's also, like, maybe it's like it Stockholm Syndrome where you fall in love so with your captor. So many awesome things on the internet. Yeah. Aww. How about for the example? Yeah. For example, Batman and Robin the musical. Has anybody seen this video on YouTube? No. Okay, no, I'm going to play the audio from it. It's got a bunch of stuff and tells the story of the movie and vignettes <laughs> oh, with this song sung. From the point of view of Mr. Freeze. And it is amazing. I like this is a very sound clip heavy episode. (laughs) Yeah. I know. This is what we're doing. Okay, you ready? The chilling sound of doom is in the air. Soon I will bring Gotham to its knees. All of humankind had best beware. The time has come at last for Victor Freeze. Someone's always standing in my way Every time he is a step ahead I try to blast him with my freezing ray I will not rest until this man is dead Still fly in the ointment The dawn in my side Who stands between me And my beautiful bride 
that name, you son of a bitch. Find somebody else to harass. <laughs> so yeah, the song, the chorus of the song is Batman, you son of a bitch. So <laughs> it tells the whole story of the movie, and by the end, oh <laughs> when God. he actually helps him, so he finds my, out that Poison Ivy actually killed his wife. Oh, my, my it's like an opera almost. It's wow. So good. My favorite part of this movie is probably when, for no reason whatsoever, they make a third act costume change into costumes so flamboyant it would. Oh make, yeah, the ice costumes. Yes, yeah. so flamboyant that it would make Richard Simmons put on a habit. Wow. Wow. Yeah, by the way, yeah, which means Alfred didn't just make Barbara her suit. He made her a bunch of suits for anything, so the ice suit was already yeah, made, of course. Which makes Adorable. no sense because yeah. the scene they cut out of the script was the fact that they had developed an anti-freezing suit that was resistant to the freezing rays, and I think they thought, oh, no, they'll get it. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> <They're> got smart. <laughs> Sorry, I knocked my own arm mount. Fuck. I was so excited. <laughs> Calm yourself, Brian. Sorry. Calm <laughs> yourself, Iago. You can't tell, Sean, yeah, but, but Brian's nipples are just erect. Like the nipples on those bat suits, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, of course, my favorite line is, Freezing hell, bite man! <laughs> <laughs> See, I love how you ball. say that. Bite man! Freezing hell, This is so not great, Sean. I am so surprised that you're even admitting to watching this movie as much I as you do. I fucking love this movie <laughs> as Sean's much as I hate this movie. <laughs> I like, watch it a lot, and my girlfriend <laughs> fucking wants to rip my eyeballs out. Every time I watch this movie, it's worse than I remember. I'm just like, wow. Jeez. But so much better at the same time. Don't you get it? Oh you find out God. how terrible. It's like, oh my God, it gets worse and worse every time, and I can't stop. It's like heroin. <laughs> I know this is bad, but ooh, taking the ride. So I, Batman I really and Robin is the movie. heroine of movies. I, I really want to take one night, get really drunk, and watch this movie. Oh, because... that's because, dude, the drinking game in my blog, remember? The Mr. Freeze pun drinking <laughs> right. game. Wow. We have to play the Batman and Robin drinking game, please. Oh, my God. We have to talk about this one part that's actually really hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> when they first... When you first are introduced to Mr. Freeze's lair with all of his henchmen, oh. you see like his fuzzy bunny slipper tapping on the ground <laughs> and it's yeah. up to him with a cigar leading yeah. all the henchmen in a chorus while they're singing, I'm Mr. White Christmas, I'm Mr. Snow. <laughs> I <laughs> totally forgot about it. that. Yeah. Sing! Sing the song! <laughs> oh and the fact that Vivica Fox is in this movie for two For no minutes. reason. <laughs> what? Why? Uh, no idea. She's literally in the movie for like this one scene and that's it. She is literally the 1960s Batman villain sexy female sidekick. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Oy vey. All right. I think we definitely covered all our bases on that. <laughs> Roxy's like, can we stop talking about this? Can we just this is not the Mo Bro we, Batman show. Can we just watch this whole well movie done. right now? No, She's we're been not. doing her homework. Yeah, she has. No. I'm not watching it, Sean. <laughs> I'll just watch it later. Fine. You. Sean, what are you doing later? I hate myself, too, for it. I hate myself. Then I, why don't you like quit? Like the Scarlet Letter, I fucking strike myself with a cat of nine tails in a closet every time. <laughs> Whoa. I think I might Calm actually down have to go there, home and watch Hester this tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down there, Hester <laughs> Bless you, Sarah. What's your guilty pleasure? Coming oh. back with a literary reference. Oh, God. Do I have to? Yes. Yes, you have to. Be brave. Be brave. Xanadu. Oh. Xanadu. <laughs> now we are here. Is 
Isn't that a movie about a roller rink where dreams come true? Yes. All right. <laughs> but sort of. It's about the formation of the roller rink where dreams come true. Get it right. <laughs> so so it's just... And no, it's so bad. As one critic said... In one word, Xana don't. No! <laughs> it's, okay, so... This is Olivia Newton-John in, like, her 80s best with the yeah, this Yeah, this is post-Grease. Yes. And Gene Kelly's old ass skating around everywhere, right? Guys, you, got, you gotta let me talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's 1980. Um, it does have uh, Olivia Newton-John and Gene Kelly. This is unfortunately his last film um, that he was ever in. And Michael Beck, who was previously in Warriors, come out to play. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy just had a lot of really great, charming film work, um, clearly. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so the idea of this, God, it's so fucking ridiculous. The idea of this musical fantasy comedy romance. It has everything. <laughs> um, is Olivia Newton-John is a muse. She's Terpsichore, but as she comes out, she's uh, Kira, um, as she's known to everybody before they find out that she's a muse. And she wow. is basically she comes out of a wall. Like her, all of her nine sisters are in this really tacky '80s mural <laughs> on a wall, and they have Wait, like what? This, there's this musical number where they're all painted on a wall, but then they come out and start roller skating away to go inspire the world. They're the muses. And they're I'm the an asshole muses. for liking Batman and Robin. Shut up, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes and finds um, Sonny Malone, played by Michael Beck who is a down-and-out artist who's stuck painting larger versions of record covers for windows and, and like record stores. Like window displays. Yeah, yeah. And so he sees this really cute girl on this uh, record cover that he's, like, painting. What song is playing the, when he sees her? <laughs> I can't remember. But the album the album is called, uh, the album that he's painting is uh-huh. called Nine Sisters. So, hey, oh. look at all this, like, referential stuff. Um, the song, when he first meets her... Uh-huh is well i know okay so it's <laughs> is it me you're looking for right <laughs> well i'm alive is the one that plays and okay so i should also say that most of the music about half the music was written by electric light orchestra so you nice. know it's good nice. <laughs> <laughs> um can we listen to some yeah we absolutely can i have very one one very specifically that i think that you should the problem is is i wasn't able to find any good versions of it on youtube oh so that, dancing dancing is the one that i fucking love nice like that's yeah. that one is amazing so dancing is like this really cool okay, okay i gotta i gotta slow down guys <sighs> i'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> so anyway, yourself i know yeah, right i know so finish too quickly <laughs> so here's <laughs> this cool roller skating muse she runs into uh, Sonny Malone and she basically is kind of like this mysterious girl right and then Sonny Malone somehow kind of meets this guy named Danny McGuire played by Gene Kelly who used to be a big band leader but is now a construction mogul Oh, and Danny McGuire is actually a character from a 1944 film starring him and Rita Hayworth so nice. this is actually him reprising a character and in fact the only reason why he signed on to actually do it is because the production was going to be so close to his home that he didn't have to go very far to do it <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, all right, it's convenient. I'll He's just reprise Gene the character. Kelly. He yeah. can do what he wants. So <laughs> long time ago, Danny yeah. McGuire was heavily inspired by this really cute girl who just kind of looks like Olivia Newton-John. Isn't that crazy? What a crazy happenstance. Olivia, no. And so he meets Sonny Malone and eventually they come up with this crazy idea to start a roller disco in the Pan-American Theater 
Uh-huh. Which is actually a real theater in Southern California. Like, this all kind of takes place in Hollywood, Venice Beach area. Nice. Yeah, because, of course, where else are you going to roller skate? Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so they, they have this whole crazy thing. But my favorite dance scene, well, there's two favorites. There's a lot of favorites. But my all-time favorite <laughs> is the scene called uh, Dancing, where... Uh, Gene Kelly is basically talking about 1940s style and how the roller disco should be all like 40s and classic and big band. Uh-huh. And then uh, Sonny's like, no, man, that's so old hat. Like, <laughs> let's be all cool in 80s and like, let's be modern and like have some rock and electric guitars and spandex and shit. <laughs> and then so they kind of have like this fantasy sequence where like there's an Andrew Sisters big band type thing happening. And then it cuts over to like crazy, like crazy 80s rock performed by the tubes. Nice. And they all of a sudden, merge into like this really awesome thing and it's so perfect i love it of just like where the two like the 40 song and the 80 song merge and it sounds really cool if i I have it right here oh please play Play it. it okay so this is the 40s part and then this is the 80s part And then this is what happens when they come together. Oh my god, guys, there's so much pelvic thrusting. It's fantastic. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is like really great. And there's, But this is like, don't get me wrong, this is a shit movie. It's not... <laughs> It's not great. It's super duper cheesy. There's like a love sequence where Olivia Newton-John and and Sunny because oh they fall in love. Muses aren't supposed to fall in love. That's Aww. the that's the dramatic part. But they start to fall in love and there's like an animation sequence. It was actually done by the same people who did Thumbelina. Nice! And a lot of Don't the lose. and a lot of the the stuff actually a lot of the um, visuals were basically straight up lifted from Thumbelina. No so, yeah, yeah. way. Yeah, pretty much. And then there's also this really great scene where, you know, they have to get ready for the opening night of Xanadu, uh-huh. which Xanadu is from Kublai Khan and and uh, Samuel Taylor Coleridge poem. And they actually quote a little bit from the thing, but that's pretty much where that ends. <laughs> oh, wow. so that literary That's where that goes. Really yeah. like um, but anyway, stuff. so they're getting ready for the opening of Xanadu, but Gene Kelly has nothing to wear. So <laughs> then they have like this gorgeous montage oh, God, no. where he goes to a mall and he's just trying on all this like really crazy, dressing tacky, tacky versions of zoot suits and stuff like that. <laughs> and there's just all these random 80s people dancing and all the clothes racks and stuff and it's oh it's so bad it's great i love it my favorite part because the cinematography here is really shitty too like because they don't they almost never have enough pullback scenes where you can kind of see everything that's happening Mm -hmm. a lot of it's a lot of really unusual weird close-ups on all these awkward dancers which is so fun for me nice but like there's this one part where like there's a mobile clothes rack and all of a sudden like it parts and you see like you know parts of the clothes either side and there's just like this woman in crazy spandex and she's holding onto the top rack and she's just in the clothes rack just staring angrily and thrusting everywhere and i'm just like i don't know what's going on but i like it (laughs) 
It's so, so bad. It's so, so bad. It flopped really, really hard. Oh, um, poor Gene Kelly. I know, I know. It flopped terribly. And this movie was a double feature with another musical release at the same time called Can't Stop the Music. Huh. And this is the part you guys are going to love. This inspired John J.B. Wilson to create the Razzies. Wow. Really? That's the how- best award show or awards... Yeah. of the year yeah and this won the first razzie for worst director it did yeah what won the first razzie for worst film i have no idea do you know god this movie has a 39 percent on rotten tomatoes hey that's better than batman and robin that has a 12 right. oh, my god. oh another thing i forgot to mention this um this movie actually was very loosely based on another rita hayworth movie called down to earth hmm. from 1947 which is about a muse, and that's about where that ends. <laughs> what year was Xanadu done? Xanadu was 1980. Okay. Wow, yeah. that's, that's early. The first time I saw this movie, I was in college. Nice. And my roommate, Liz, not my current roommate, Liz, but I, I found Liz. it. Oh, did you? Yeah, Can't Stop the Music was actually the one. Was that the one that, that won, won the, okay. All right. It looks like. Yeah. Can't believe it inspired the Razzies. It inspired though. the Razzies. That's how that's bad it was. Amazing. <sighs> you know, I know a lot of chicks who cite Xanadu as one of their guilty pleasures, it's too. Just, it's so ridiculous. It's a good one I, to And keep. God, they turned it into a, a, a Broadway production in yeah. 2007. So. That's awesome. But yeah, anyway, so I watched this in college with, with my friends, and I was just like, how have I never seen this glorious awfulness before? And I've watched it <laughs> fairly consistently up to this point. But I mean, I the funny thing is, it's one of those, if I see it on TV, I'm like, oh, I just have to stop and watch it now. That's Oh, me, I can't watch it. I can't watch it right now? Okay, I'll record it on my DVR then. (laughs) And I will just make everybody watch it with me later. Because it's so good. I have the soundtrack in my car. Oh, that's so cute. I just, this movie's terrible, but it's so good. I And I was having a hard time trying to pick my guilty pleasures because for the most part... I'm not that shameful about most of the terrible movies I like. Fair enough. I love Footloose, so that was one of the ones where I was kind of like, Ooh, could that be my guilty pleasure Did you pleasure see the one? one that he did on uh, was it yes. Jimmy Kimmel? Yes. Oh my God, yes. It made uh-huh. me so happy. It was, yeah, it was uh, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. With Jimmy yeah. Fallon. So Thank good. You. It, was, awesome. it was great. Although, I'm telling you, some of the choreography was not happening in the right places, but oh. that's fine. That's being nitpicky. Um, <laughs> um, and I was also kind of considering music and lyrics by with uh, Hugh Grant oh, and Drew Barrymore, which is such oh. a... T- such a shit shit movie but i really enjoy it anyway but however that makes me seem a little too much like dave so i wanted Uh to kind of have something a little bit no leave the rom-coms leave the rom-coms to dave (laughs) um so i went i went with oh god xanadu beautiful beautiful xanadu i love it so much xanadu and xanadu (laughs) i know that song I don't know why. I think I was traumatized by this. I think I passed out and it came on TV and I had dreams there about it. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure you did. That well, would certainly I, happen I mean, to anybody. There's a, there's a fucking scene where Sonny okay, goes... Okay, I watched it too. Oh, you you love I love it. Dirty, dirty human Just admit too. it. You love it, Sean. I'm sorry. I had to say it. <laughs> Sarah, a, I'm right there with a, you. I've seen this movie on TV so many times. I haven't had the heart to buy it yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw that there's this one part where um, where Sonny goes through the mural what? to get to... 
I mean, it's it's not Mount Olympus, but it's wherever the gods and goddesses are. Uh-huh. And he gets into an argument with Zeus of all because people. he's trying because he's so in love with this muse and he wants to take her back. And then like they're having this argument, and then Terpsichore's mom comes in, who's uh, Mem- Memnozine. Who's? I mean, what? it's it's all from Menses. No, not Menses. <laughs> Memnazine. Wow. Uh-huh. It's uh, it actually, and that actually is legitimately from Greek mythology. So give good them, on they them. They did a little bit of homework. <laughs> Apparently, college and, <laughs> and this. So okay, great. Um, wow. And anyway, so they get into an argument. Then she steps in and says, "Let them be in love." And then he's like, "Fine, she can go back." But maybe for a moment, or maybe for forever. I'm not really sure because gods are extremely confused by mortal time. Wow. <laughs> and so they all go back. Xanadu opens the great happy number with all these roller skaters running around and like doing like some weird kind of like step, like, you know, clapping, patting their thighs thing and just like, Xanadu! Xanadu! You might as well have done the hand jive. Oh, uh, basically. And it was, it's oh, just, man. oh God, so great. And then she disappears, obviously, uh-huh. and and Sonny's all sad because he's like, oh, I guess I only got her for a moment. But Aww. then a waitress comes up and she looks a lot like Olivia Newton-John <gasps> and he just goes, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And then it goes to credits. Oh. <laughs> Oh, God, gag me with a spoon. Oh, my God. That sounds so fucking cute. Guys, disco, (laughs) electric light orchestra, (laughs) Gene Kelly, spandex, and roller skates. Like, there is nothing else anybody needs on this planet than Xanadu. (laughs) Completely good to go. And done. Oh. I'm. I feel so much better getting that out in the open. Uh, My name is Sarah Ashley, all, and I love Xanadu. <laughs> We've had we our cathartic had moments. <laughs> you guys can tell. Well, Sean, you can't see it, but I have like a grin so big on my face that my cheeks hurt. Like She's blushing just... so hard. <laughs> has this just been eating you up inside? It for really years? has. Been. <laughs> I have to talk about. Xanadu. Well, it's my. It's. I swear to God. Sometimes I have such a hard time judging other people for their bad taste. <laughs> movies because i'm just inside i'm like but i like xanadu that's the thing about guilty pleasures though yeah. is that you like are you have shame about it mm-hmm. but you're also like super proud about the fact yeah. that you love it because yep. it's so bad it's like yeah, masturbation makes it good. you yeah. hate yourself afterwards mm-hmm. but it's fun while it's happening uh-huh. you hate yourself uh-huh. after you Everything masturbate it's, sex yes it's what you tell yourself so i you was can raised cope catholic with the shame oh right right exactly. right right Watching like, this movie is a really shitty hookup because the morning after you're like, why did I do that? Oh, but why did I, I do can't that wait to do it again. <laughs> yeah, and every time I watch Batman and Robin, I wake up with crabs too. Woo! <laughs> 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 so you guys want to? Uh, I figure we could wrap this up by throwing out some honorable mentions, some other ones that we really just toss a few out there yeah. that well, yeah. we really shouldn't love, but we love. Yeah, I mean, I I mentioned you know Footloose. Music and lyrics. I mentioned Those are just uh, bad. Bring It On. Bring It On, which I, you know, it's a good one. It I is. like it. Oh, here's another honorable mention. I didn't mention it because we talked about it on the <laughs> SNL episode, but uh, Blues Brothers 2000. Nice. Yep. Blues I actually, Brothers 2000. I actually really Pretty enjoy much that. any SNL movie is a guilty pleasure, no? Well, no, because there's other ones that, like, are completely good. Like, not arguably they are great. Like, Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2. Like, those are are fucking fantastic, right? I think we've discussed in that SNL movie, those are, like, the only... What about Nacho Libre? Nacho Libre? For for honorable mention? Yeah. Uh, I could see that. I don't think I've ever seen that one. 
Yeah. Mine so would have to be Night at the Roxbury. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of other superhero movies. Uh-huh. Uh, should I even say them? Okay. Supergirl. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. The original, Cap- the original Captain that. America. Uh-huh. Original Captain America, Flash Gordon. Oh, And then like Total bad Arnold Schwarzenegger movies like The Running Man. <laughs> Commando. Oh, my Commando gosh. I love. <laughs> it's Does Kindergarten so Cop count as a guilty pleasure? No, Kindergarten Cop was good. Last Thank Action you. Hero, though. Mm. Oh, Last Action Hero is just an, a misunderstood movie. Okay. Jingle that is all not the way. Crap, that is not craptacular. That movie's actually good. <laughs> all right, all right. So Jingle All the Way, then, no? <laughs> no, I hate that shit. That is not like good. <laughs> Don't eat the cookies! <laughs> I just, you know, I try to figure, like, a lot of the guilty pleasure movies I love so much are the, like, the ones that play on, like, TBS or yeah. VH1's movies that rock. Like, totally. I've definitely, when I was in high school, I I saw Glitter more <laughs> often than I'd like to admit because it was wow. just on. <gasps> <laughs> I was like, well, I'm just going to keep watching it for whatever fucking reason. I'm not, I didn't actually enjoy it, which is why I wouldn't say it was a guilty pleasure, uh-huh. but I just kind of couldn't stop watching. So, or maybe Crossroads with Britney oh, Spears. Oh <laughs> my one. God. If I was waiting for one of you guys to say from Justin to Kelly. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Jesus. I don't think anybody's ever actually seen that movie. Not not one person, uh, including the editors. <laughs> the I've seen. No one's seen it all the way through. Yeah. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Uh, With Ivan Ooze. <laughs> yes. Um, what about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2? 2? Um, sure. 3 actually was better than 2. Sure. Okay. Ninja, oh, my ninja, God. Are go, you serious? Go, Ninja. Go, it's ninja, the one where they time travel to feudal Japan, and there's a British guy that looks exactly like Casey Jones there for some reason. Yeah, and well, they downgraded British... the actual animatronics in the suits, and it looked way more cartoony and stupid. There was a <laughs> British guy who was the villain in the movie too, so it's plausible. It's plausible. Mm. Uh, just I feel like it, it was some for some odd reason less hokey than than the second one. Daredevil. Oh yeah, oh, Daredevil's a good sure. one. I watched that movie still. My mom okay. and I were the only people in the theater when we went and saw that. <laughs> and it was opening day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Center stage. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Center stage. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Can we cut me saying that out? Because I don't no. want anybody to know I watched no, that movie. No, no, uh, Sean. You guilty. leave that in. You own no, that you watched center stage. Oh, my God. I... Just because I hung out with a bunch of musical theater uh-huh. kids, so I understand like the dance world. Exactly. What's the song that played during the love scene? I wanna be with you, <laughs> <laughs> Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore. That was a hit songs, for her yeah. too. Yeah. By the way, that was the. If nobody remembers, before that Jamiroquai song was amazing in the oh. end of Napoleon Dynamite. It was amazing in that movie. It was, it was a, yeah. Dance. It's like it's they totally robbed that from Center Stage, and Center Stage never gets the dance. credits. Yeah. That ending sequence in Center Stage was sick. It was great. It was great. There's a lot of really good dancing. Like, yeah. I actually like the Step Up movies because there's oh really God. good freaking dancing in it. Yeah, the soundtrack was sick. Yeah, too. the rest of it's stupid. Like, don't watch <laughs> it for the acting. Fast forward Chatting to the plot Tatum's points, but please, face. God, watch the dance moves because it's great. I know. <laughs> oh, I got some honorable mentions I just thought of. Yeah. Okay. Final Destinations 2 through 12. <laughs> <laughs> I just love seeing yes. people die in crazy ways. There you go. <laughs> I agree with that. The guy getting crushed by a piece of plate glass was interesting. Jeez. In so one. in that vein, the rest of the I Know What You Did Last Summer. No. Sure. Fuck oh, those movies. I still know what you did last summer. Yeah, I oh, liked I that one. I watched that one I a lot, I still too. know. Is that the one with Brandy? And that's the one on, with like, Brandy. And they're in Hawaii or something? <laughs> yup. So then Scary Movie with Brenda? Well, I mean, Scary Movie, that's just that's just a parody. Is I that know, really count as a guilty pleasure? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Mm. Okay. But speaking of which, not another teen movie. (laughs) Yeah. Epic movie, superhero movie. All of that. When they're on Comedy Central, I watch them even though they're terrible because I'm super high. Or what's what's that one? Um, Movie forty three. How high? Movie forty three. Movie forty three is good. Why does everybody fucking hate that movie? Because I didn't think it was that funny. Nah. It's a terrible movie, but it's hilarious. There, it had its moments, but then there was a lot of it. I was just like, oh, that's not funny. That's just gross. (laughs) Yeah. I like gross out humor too, but there was just it just didn't punch the way it should have. I, and For unfortunately, you. I don't dissect comedy, so I can't give you like better. What about reasons, any but... Polly Shore movie? Oh, all Polly no, Shore there's movies. There's a couple good ones. Fucking there. jury duty. Yes. Fucking jury duty. <laughs> exactly. See. Oh. <laughs> jury duty. I'm sorry, but it, we I've admitted it before. I love Polly Shore. <laughs> Maybe that's a that murder mystery movie I... too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't we talk about that in murder mysteries? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Completely scrolled over it. Really. <laughs> um, shall we get into some listener feedback? Let's I think do it. we should. Yeah. All right. So this first piece of listener feedback comes from Kate. And the subject is thanks for the laughs. Hey, nerds. I don't usually write to shows, etc. Because the likelihood of the hosts reading are most times slim to nil. But since it's your show, you might actually read this. We're pathetic. We don't get enough listener feedback. Write us more. Anyway, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Write us more so we can ignore your shit. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I've just got back from traveling Southeast Asia and Australia for the last two years, and I wanted to say thanks for keeping me company on a chunk of my trip. You kept me entertained and my mind occupied on 15-hour bus rides in Laos, where I was sure the bus was going to plummet down the side of the cliff at any moment. You made me laugh when I was having a crappy day in Vietnam and made me sound intelligent in the pub in Australia. (laughs) Nerds on history and nerds on film are the best travel companions a girl could wish for, so thanks, guys, for always being there. Peace, Kate. Isn't that super sweet? Like, I got a shit-eating grin when I read that. Yeah, that was really, really awesome. That was really awesome. Let's do some social media responses, because... Dave put out there earlier this week, when listening to Neuronomy podcasts, I find uh, myself always thinking about blank. blank. And there is some awesome responses. These are great, yeah. Do we have to read all of them? We do. Okay. Uh, Wayne says, how much Sarah sounds like Carrie Byron from Mythbusters. I'm, I'm totally flattered by that. I don't think I ever have, I haven't heard that before, but that's, that's awesome. awesome. Uh, Thank you. Dan says, Sean Moriarty's penis whistle. <laughs> Christopher says, Catholic Egyptians screaming Akbar. <laughs> uh, Ali says, Doctor Who. Nice. Rick Pepito, of course, our close podcasting friend. Uh, how anyone conceals the bulge while wearing spandex. <laughs> I'm not sure how that makes Superheroes. sense. Superheroes. But okay, fair enough. Uh, William says, Peanuts. Dane says, Nude females coming from pipes and chimneys. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's what I see when I hear Sarah and Roxy talking, too. Totes, oh. right? <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> no, that's no, that's ridiculous. Step in time, step in time, um, step in time, Dane, step in time. <laughs> Michael says, getting creative and funky, to which we gave a slow clap to. Yeah. Uh, mm. Stevie from Portsmouth uh, mentioned how relevant my city seems to be. Because yeah. <laughs> we always say Portsmouth. <laughs> and uh, finally, Jennifer says, did I forget to exit the freeway, freeway because I was so engrossed? Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's a good cool. one. So those are some awesome ones. Yeah, and those are nice. obviously split between Nerds on Film and Nerds on History. Nevertheless, so. it's fine. Yeah. And stay tuned next week for our episode all about films made in Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one. Yes. There we go. <laughs> uh Folks, we want to know your guilty pleasure. Seriously. 
if there was ever a time for you to reply to us through social media, now, now is, is your that time. time. Rise to us. and tweet us or Facebook us and tell us what movie are you ashamed to admit that you like watching but yet are okay telling millions of people over the internet. So, yes, you're um, allowed every movie except Superman for the Quest for Peace. Everything but that. That's a, that's a given. That's a given. Uh, you can do so with our Facebook and Twitter handles at Nerdonomy. And of course, you can follow us on our personal Twitter accounts and hear the funny things we say on a semi-regular basis. I'm at Brian Moriarty. I'm at Sarah Ash 16. I'm at Roxy Noberry. I am at Big Sean Mo. And finally, we are a semi-user-supported podcast. Um, we do have the ads, but you know we are still getting support from our users. If you find it in your heart and your wallet, go to nerdonomy.com, click on that donate button, and help us out with a small or large donation. We won't discriminate. My Help side us. boobs itchy. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, this is our 80th episode. This oh, was yeah, our 80th, 80th episode. episode. That's why we didn't mention that. Eight-o, guys. Eight-zero. Holy we crap. hella old, so give us money. Does that mean we have to start <laughs> drinking prune juice? <laughs> Totes. It's our 80th birthday, so uh, we're yeah. that birthday money at, y'all. Give us money, dagnabbit, and get off our <laughs> lawns. <laughs> yes, our, we need it. Our podcast shit in a bag now. <laughs> we, are, we are so close to paying off the computer. It's not even funny. We, we, we're like $50? No, no, no. We are like $30 shy of being able to, to pay off cool. the computer. So, I mean, so close is not even funny. Nice. Um, it's a $20 bill and another 10 I mean. Pretty much, right? Or a right? shit ton of pennies. That exactly. Too. <laughs> so we can we can totally make this work. And uh, until next time, stay nerdy and tune into us next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. See ya. Later. Batman. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> and roll credits. Now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Rubber lips are immune to your charms. <laughs> At least it tasted good. Five minutes, my office. Six minutes, keep walking. Uh, or, of course, actually, you dress says you're about to come. I have the power! <laughs> <laughs>